Hey, I'm Dr. T, and this is That's Totally Normal, a podcast dedicated to explaining what's happening to your body during puberty. On this episode, sexual orientation. Let's start with a few definitions. First, what is sexual orientation? I think sexual orientation is just an identification of a romantic or sexual attraction towards another human being. It's like how you feel towards a person and not just like, like perhaps even emotionally and mentally, not always just physically. Sexual orientation is who you are sexually attracted to. Sexual orientation is, in its most basic sense, a term that's used to describe the gender or genders that an individual is sexually attracted to. When that individual uses their sexual attraction to describe themselves, it's called sexual identity. Here's what I mean. I'm attracted to men is a statement of sexual orientation, but I'm heterosexual is a statement of sexual identity. There are many terms that are used to describe sexual identity. Lesbian, gay, straight, bisexual, queer, pansexual, asexual, homosexual, and heterosexual are the most common terms, though there are certainly plenty more out there, and probably too many to include in a single episode of this podcast. Lesbian, gay, and homosexual are terms to describe when an individual is attracted to those of the same gender. Straight or heterosexual are terms to describe when an individual is attracted to those of the opposite gender. Bisexual and pansexual describe when someone is attracted to multiple genders. And asexual is when someone doesn't feel attraction toward any gender. Woo! Let's pause on the definitions for now and get to the listener question of the episode. I'm confused about who I'm attracted to. At what age should I be sure of my sexual orientation? And with this awesome question, I'm going to bring up the issue that links all of our episodes together. Puberty. What makes sexual orientation a puberty issue at all? Well, a few things. First, as we discussed on the last episode, early puberty is when many individuals start feeling sexual attraction toward others. With that attraction may come attraction to the same gender, the opposite gender, or all genders. Puberty is the time when someone first explores sexual orientation, which can come in the form of crushes on classmates, crushes on celebrities, or fantasies about being with someone in an intimate way. So exploring your sexual orientation during puberty is totally natural and expected. I'll speak from this as like my experience with like being unsure whether or not I was bi, but I think it's normal for like teenagers to be questioning and like your sexual orientation might change. So you might think that you're heterosexual and then um, later on you realize that, oh, that you might actually be bisexual or pansexual and that's totally okay. Um, because you are still developing. The second thing that makes sexual orientation a major puberty issue is the fact that, more than any other time in someone's life, sexual behavior does not necessarily match sexual identity. What I mean here is that a person may only date individuals of the opposite gender during middle school and high school, but they actually feel sexually attracted to all genders. Or they may date males and females, but they're really only sexually attracted to males. There are many reasons that someone's sexual behavior might not match up with their sexual orientation. Influence from peers and friend groups, family expectations and rules, or a genuine interest in exploring sexual attraction with multiple genders 
are just a few reasons why adolescence tends to be what's called a more sexuality fluid period of time, or a time that an individual is not constrained to one definition of sexual orientation. And while it's important to understand how puberty impacts one's own sexual orientation, it's also worth noting that there really is no need for you to define your sexual orientation ever. Sexual attraction can change throughout your life, so it's up to you if you want to assign a sexual identity to yourself now or at any other point in time. Now, even though I told you that you don't need to define your sexual identity, doctors still want to know who you are dating. But why? What makes sexual orientation a health issue? I think like sexual orientation can become important because, um, for example, like people of different um, sexual orientations might be sexually active in different ways. And that's important to a physician in knowing um, what signs to look out for, etc. I think doctors would ask about sexual orientation is to like provide resources about it. There are a couple of reasons. The most obvious one might be because there are different consequences for different types of sexual intimacy. Pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections are the two biggest consequences of sexual intimacy, but they don't really apply to all relationships. That's why a doctor might ask if you've started dating anyone or kissing or doing anything else romantic with someone. They're just trying to figure out what kinds of consequences to discuss with you and to keep you healthy. The other huge factor that makes sexual orientation a health issue is mental health. This should go without saying, but it's ultimately your business and your right to be attracted to whomever you want. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that others won't try to make it their business. I genuinely hope that someday soon this won't be an issue, but for now, we should discuss it. The term sexual minoritized refers to individuals whose sexual orientation includes attraction to those of the same gender. Whether it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, pansexual, or homosexual, all are part of the sexual minoritized population because historically, sexual orientation was always thought to be attraction toward the opposite gender, period. And to a large extent, heterosexuality is still the default or the sexual majority for many groups of people, which places everyone else in the sexual minority. Why did I bother explaining that to you? Because as a consequence of sexual identity that is outside of social norms, sexual minoritized youth often suffer from some major mental health issues. Compared to heterosexual peers, sexual minoritized youth experience higher rates of sexual violence, depression, suicide, and substance use, just to name a few. It's horrible, right? The good news is that there are many things a doctor can do to help with these mental health issues. No one deserves to suffer just so they can love whoever they want. Hopefully, your sexual orientation journey through puberty is enjoyable and exciting. However, if you find your journey to be a bit of a struggle, there are many online groups like treverspace.org that provide a support network for sexual minoritized youth who otherwise don't know who they can talk to. Whoever you're attracted to, you're not alone. And not sure who you're attracted to? Well, guess what? That's totally normal. Before we go, I want to thank you all for listening to That's Totally Normal. If you ever have any questions for me, submit them via my website, on Seeker's social media, or write to us at that's totally normal at seeker.com. Remember, everything is completely anonymous, which means we won't use your name on the show. 
However, if you're really concerned about something going on or think you need medical attention, please talk to a doctor, a parent, or an adult you feel safe talking to. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate it. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As you probably noticed, our episodes feature thoughts from various young people. I want to thank Noah, Bogey, Lucy, Matilda, RJ, Maverick, Carolina, Kai, and Rohan for participating in our show. Some of these young volunteers are ambassadors for Amaze. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Real info in fun, animated videos that give you all the answers you actually want to know about sex, your body, and relationships. Visit amaze.org for videos on puberty, sexual orientation, gender identity, healthy relationships, and more. That's Totally Normal is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted and written by me, Dr. Tessa Commerce. Emily Feld is our producer. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Ross. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner and Brian Pendergast. Thanks for listening. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.